Welcome to Teach With Me Today. My name is Margot Hollingsworth. Let's get started. So today is the second episode and it's all about back to school shopping, which is probably not what you're thinking about in June if you're listening to this podcast, which you probably aren't at this point because I haven't really posted it. Um, So I'm excited, you guys. I'm excited to get this started. Um, I have faith that there will be listeners because I think this is valuable. I personally love podcasts. I listen to them all the time and um, it's easier for me to keep up with a podcast that loads automatically than sometimes with a blog post because I have to remind myself and sometimes I'm just exhausted by reading. So it's easier to throw in my headphones. So, um, the podcast is going to follow along with the blog posts. Um, and you can get the information either way or both ways. I do hope that you'll share it, um, that you'll rate it on iTunes or Stitcher or tuned in, which will help other people find, um, the podcast as it comes in. This is definitely a new venture. I think you'll find the sound is a lot better this time, (laughs) uh, as I've just learned a little bit more. Um, but that's okay. This is what learning looks like. And so I'm open to it. So today's episode is back to school shopping for teachers. And it's just, um, one person's opinion about all the different supplies that you might need. Now you're going to have to take this with a grain of salt because it's impossible. Well, it's not impossible, but it would be really, really expensive for you to go out and buy all the things on your sheet. Um, if you're a brand new teacher and you're going to be starting next year, then you're going to need every, I think you're going to need every single one of these things, but you may or may not. So you're going to have to gauge it as well. Kind of keep this in the back of your mind for people who've been teaching for a while. You probably have most of the essentials, but I do think that those, um, surprise essentials are always a good thing to have on hand. Um, my favorite teaching credential textbook is called why didn't I learn this in college? And I know all the programs that I know use that, but if you are familiar with it if you have it there is a little sheet in there that tells you the things that you should have on hand and so this is just uh, it's a bigger version of that a little bit about me um, I am not a type A person I am not a hyper organized person um, in fact uh, I tend to let things get kind of messy and ca- kind of out of control before I feel the need to straighten them back up and I always just admire those people who are hyper prepared and hyper organized and everything's at right angles. Um, that's not just not me, but on the other hand, I do like to be prepared. So, um, this is the way that I kind of do things. Whereas I, as I go through my experiences and I say, Oh man, I really could have used this. And then I'll grab one and and just keep it on hand so that the next time that I need it. So, um, I have a four-year-old daughter. She just turned four. And when we go to the park, we go one of two ways. We either go with nothing, like we're not even dressed appropriately. You know, it's hot and she's wearing pants and I didn't bring any water and I don't even have enough change for the vending machine. And we're just miserable and we leave. Or when I'm good, I grab my go bag, which always makes me laugh because it makes me feel like I'm a, a criminal on the lamb with my go bag filled with cash. I wish it was filled with cash. It's not. It's mostly filled with things to clean up because this is what having a small child looks like. I've got boogie wipes. I've got handy wipes. I've got um, hand sanitizer and tissues. (laughs) Um, I have like a granola bar, a little bag of a package of goldfish crackers in there in case she gets hungry. Uh, I have like a little little water bottle, um, a first aid kit that's mostly just band-aids. And these are the kinds of things that, oh, I have like a little bike lock in there because you just never know. You never know when these things are going to come in handy. And I'm always really proud of myself when we go out and she falls and scrapes her knee or she 
touches something disgusting and I'm right there with the hand sanitizer and the wipe to, to clean it up. Um, for her birthday party, for her third birthday party, we had a, a party outside and I had little boxes filled with hand sanitizer and wipes and band-aids and all the parents were very impressed uh, and I felt very proud of myself and the same thing happens at school you know you will get an all-school email that says does anybody have a stamp or does anybody have a AAA battery and it's kind of cool when when you do have those things as we need them like I say we're trapped there all day long <laughs> so uh, it's nice when you have the thing you need because this job goes so fast um, there's no time to run out and get something. And for me, I'm usually so on to the next thing that if I don't take care of something important in the moment, then it just doesn't get done until way later. So, um, these sheets, uh, I do hope that you'll take a look at for brand, brand new teachers who are moving into their classrooms. You know, I wouldn't start with any of the essentials because your school will most likely provide it to you. You don't know what kind of classroom you're walking into. For me, when I came to my um, current teaching assignment about eight years ago, I walked into a room where a teacher had been, she'd been teaching for 15 years in that classroom and then she retired. So she left a lot of stuff for me. Um, but my first time teaching, they just moved somebody else out of a portable and into a classroom that was closer to the office. And so that teacher took all her stuff with her. I think she left me, you know, a paper clip. Um, so you don't know you don't know how clean the room is going to be. You don't know how much storage you're going to have. You don't know what's going to be provided for you. Um, you don't even know if you're going to have your own classroom. Many um, new teachers are in the position of sharing classrooms, and so you don't want to burden yourself or your bank account by buying things you don't need right away. Um, but I thought we would just go through the supply sheets and talk about them a little bit. So for the essentials, um, I s said oh. One thing, um, all of this is available on my Teachers Pay T-shirts store, and it's called like the Comprehensive Supply List for New Teachers. Some of these things could be accrued over time, so you're going to need all of your basic office supplies, your staplers, and your whiteout tape. Um, paper trays are really, really important. These little wire baskets where you keep paper, even if you're going into a um, paperless classroom, if you're choosing to use Google Classroom or your school has another venue for paperless. Um, it's nice to, to have on hand just for organizing because it, you will have to get a syllabus signed or something along those lines to hold on to them. Um, I have a tray that I bought, a cart um, that has multiple colored drawers that I've labeled like in and out for each period. And that's served me pretty well. But to be honest, I don't know that it was worth the $100 that I spent on it out of my own money. Um, I don't use it as effectively as I could. Um, because for me, it's kind of out of sight, out of mind. And so, uh, I try not to use it very often because, um, when things are in there, I forget to grade them or I forget to pass them back. So I like to keep these paper trays out on my desk so that I'm, I'm physically in this presence of the work that I have to do. Highlighters are super important. Post-it notes. I'm just scrolling through here. Um, you will need glue sticks and a pencil cup and colored pencils and all those things. I teach high school English and I am not an arts and crafts person. I always say like, if I were an elementary school person, I'd be great. My classroom would be, you know, themed like the very hungry caterpillar and I would have put chalkboard paint on everything and everything would look like it came out of, you know, Pinterest. Uh, that's not me. <laughs> But you still will occasionally need to do something a little bit arty, or you'll have your students make a collage, etc. Uh, paper, you got to find out right away what the paper economy is in your school, because paper is like honestly, it, it's like a cigarette economy in prison. 
paper is everything. And so having white printer paper on hand, um, colored paper, cardstock, I like to have like a cream or white cardstock as well as one that's um, in a brighter color. Our school colors are red and white. And so I have a uh, red cardstock as well because occasionally you wanna print out um, a ticket or a certificate or even just an insert that goes into a binder so that you can label it correctly or a sign for your door. So you definitely wanna have those things on hand. Your, your department probably will not buy cardstock for you, although you can ask. Um, and this is a good, I want to segue over to say, when you get hired, it's a good thing to ask about how supplies go. Um, I know my first, first year teaching, the department chair had put in a big order for a whole bunch of supplies over the summer and brand new teachers, there were two of us, um, got first crack at the supply closet and we could take as much as we wanted. And then after our 10 minutes were up, it was almost like, what was that grocery store shopping game? the shopping spree game where you would um, take a cart and run through and as much as you could pile in your cart, right? That's kind of what it was like. Because after 10 minutes, everybody else came in. They're like, I want post-its. Um, it was insane. Uh, the way we do it at our school is the department chair will put in an order if you ask for things, but it would be kind of tough for a brand new teacher uh, because those orders don't necessarily come until after the school year started. And so we would supply, I mean, we, ha we obviously have some supplies that we would give them. They wouldn't be without pens and like a hole puncher, but um, it is tricky. So you want to know how paper works. Um, are you given a certain allotment? Are you given a copy code that you can only make a certain number of copies? Is it kind of use as much as you want until the money runs out? What is the deal? Colored paper um, for color coding is always great and your department, you know, may or may not buy it for you. Um, I always get binder paper for students. I believe in providing things. It's just a battle that I am not willing to fight. All right, you don't have paper? Well, here, I've got a big drawer that says binder paper and just come grab a couple pieces of paper. I think I bought a box of binder paper three or four years ago and I still, um, I think I still have one ream left or what do you call like a hundred page packet, not a ream, but so having those things on hand are definitely what you'll need. You'll want to know that about how um, your department handles that. The surprise essentials for teachers, um, Clorox wipes, always, 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 always. And I, I put in the blog because if you're working with teenagers, teenagers don't know their bodies well yet. And you will every year I have a girl getter period, um, or I have a kid throw up, or I have a kid who's just really sweaty, or they brought in a Frappuccino and it melted all over and they were just rude and left and didn't say anything, or they've written something offensive on the desk, or they're just deathly ill. You know, their skin is green and they're like clammy, but their mom has said they have to go to school that day. So you just let them put their head down on the desk. And then as soon as you leave, you clean that whole desk and you Lysol it and it's just horrendous, right? Clorox wipes are incredibly important because it's a stressful job and we're dealing with a lot of people and it's hard It's hard to be sick as a teacher. You don't just get to call in sick. You have to write sub plans. It's honestly easier oftentimes to just come in when you're sick than it is to deal with sub plans and all the logistics that go out with being sick. So your first couple years, you're going to be sick a lot. So the more you can do to mitigate that, the better. Um, I definitely say Band-Aids um, and Ziploc bags, um, batteries and stamps. Thank you cards are great. And it's just a great little stretch activity. Um, usually in our homeroom classes, the students have to write an, a thank you note during um, Thanksgiving. And I never remember to buy them. Other people are more organized than me and they buy thank you notes every year. I just have a bunch of them in my bottom drawer. 
and then that way I can give them to the students at the appropriate time or if we have 10 minutes left at the end of class or if um, they're seniors and we want to thank somebody who's been influential to them or if we have a guest speaker or someone like that it's just always nice to have on hand um, sometimes you know they've been raised to write thank you notes and sometimes they haven't and so it's a good thing to kind of teach them it's not that hard to do and it's so deeply appreciated I have a coat hanging hook um, that I hook over my door um, because it's nice to be able to come and hang up like a sweater or a blazer or my purse um, and not have to throw it on the floor. Um, I do. I really like to hang things up. I have a little hook for my keys as well so that I always know where they are. And um, so just think about those kinds of things. What are the organizational tools that you have in your home? When you walk in the door in your home, where do you put your keys? Where do you put your wallet? Where do you put your phone? Where do you put your purse? And then try to have those things for yourself in your classroom. Um, my coworker and best friend has a um, charging station in her classroom that she lets the students use and she uses it for her, her own phone and so do I. Um, so think about what are those little amenities that you have at home that make your life easier? I'm not gonna lie, I kind of went Alexa crazy this year and I bought an Amazon Echo and I bought um, a Dot and I got one for my mom too. And so in my house, we're just always talking to Alexa. We're always asking her to play you know, Hamilton usually, um, or to answer a question or to play Jeopardy. And so it's hard for me in my classroom when I don't have Alexa. Um, so I was thinking about getting, um, an echo dot for my classroom this year, but we'll have to see if that works out. I still, I still am not sure if that's a great idea or not. Get a DVD player and loudspeakers. And I know that sounds crazy, especially to those of you who are young and you're like, why would I buy a DVD? What is it? 2004? Ha ha ha. Yeah eventually you're going to be sick you're going to have a sub plan and um the teach at least in our district the substitute teachers cannot log into the computers so uh, i do not recommend giving subs your login info i didn't even give my student teacher my login info this year because it's just easier for me to keep it separate and it's really not generally looked well upon and then plus do you want them to be able to log into your amazon and your netflix and all those things since i have so many things linked to my google chrome account um, I didn't want uh, anybody to access it. Uh, so if you can grab a couple DVDs and you have a DVD player and you can say, all right, today they're watching a movie and it just makes it easier on everybody, um, especially the substitute, um, to not have to try to figure something out and try to log in. So you have that. Kleenex, um, Kleenex for them, yes. Uh, I usually buy a couple boxes and then when I run out, I run out, but try to have it through cold season. It makes your life so much easier. And um, if I don't have them, I send kids to the bathroom to get toilet paper, but that's kind of gross. I also, I wrote this in the blog, I have a good box of tissues like puffs in my bottom drawer that are for me because <laughs> you have to take care of yourself in this job. And that sounds super selfish, but it's like, I'm not, I can't afford to provide that to all the students. Um, one thing, when, when you sneeze or if you have to blow your nose, how many tissues do you take? It's me right now. You, you could probably hear it. I'm all stuffed up. My daughter and I caught summer colds, which is great. If I have to stop to blow my nose, I'm going to take one tissue and I'm going to use it. Students aren't like that. They take like four. I'm not kidding. I'll watch them take one, two, three, four tissues. So having it close to you is always really good because it's just money down the drain if they take that many. Um, and then also they want to go outside. They don't want to blow their nose in public. And if it's right there, you just say, nope, just blow your nose and move on. I have the, the Velcro dots, um, which is a great one. One of my old coworkers and, and a good friend, he, he used to use the Velcro dots and he put them up on his whiteboard 
um, to attach all of his remotes. So his projector remote and his DVD remote and his speaker remote and whatever remotes he had. So they wouldn't get lost. Um, and I always thought that was genius. Oh, his like PowerPoint clicker he would use. Um, that's worked for me off and on, just kind of depending on the classroom setup that I have going in the moment. But it's kind of a cool thing when you can make it work um, to have the Velcro dots and they're cheap um, and they'll last you forever. Having those on hand is always great. Um, kid care miscellany. So I put maxi pads, tampons, safety pins, hair elastics, lotion, contact solution, granola bars, bottles of water, cup of noodles. Um, I, I think I put in the the blog, think about whether or not you want to provide those things. Um, it's always kind of nice to have on hand. You know, I've had girls come to me before and say, Miss Hollingsworth, do you have a tampon for me? And um, there's just always something weird about going into your own purse and getting one for a kid as opposed to, sure, here's a box that I keep in my drawer for students. Um, and honestly, like being a teenager is super hard. So anything you can do to make it easier. Um, safety pins, hair ties, lotion is a big one contact solution. I wouldn't advise this during class, but it's always nice. We have a teacher on campus who keeps all these things and he has contact solution. And I've gone to him a couple times this year when my eyes were messing up and I didn't have any solution on hand. Um, so again, it's just a nice way to be part of your community. I don't always advertise that I have these things. Although when I set up my student station, I'll just buy a big thing of lotion from the dollar store and put it out. Sometimes it walks away. Sometimes it doesn't, but it's always nice to have on hand. Um, as far as the food goes, this is tricky. You're you'll have to check with your school site about what's allowed and what isn't. Um, I don't currently have any food in my classroom, but we do have, you know, we keep our lunch things. And occasionally you'll have a student who came to school that day and they didn't eat anything. And so to be able to like give them some food for lunch um, or they'll want to hang out in your classroom, it's like, do you eat? And they're like, well, no, they'll never say, um, yeah, we're too poor. You have to kind of figure it out. And then you can offer them a cup of noodles or something. This is not the most nutritious stuff but it gets them through the day and you know it it matters that we take care of them physically as well as emotionally and mentally um the other thing i think about is if you were ever in a lockdown situation for multiple hours uh, the year before i got hired at my first school they'd been in lockdown i think for six and a half hours because there was a dog on campus <laughs> like some random dog and they went in lockdown and i was thinking gosh i am a person who gets really thirsty and what if you do have people there for a long period of time? So um, you may want to have like emergency supplies on hand um, or just for those kids who maybe don't get it in a day. If you give food away, they will come to take food from you because why not? So you have to have some really clear boundaries. And again, I wouldn't necessarily advertise it that you have it. Um, I also wouldn't sell it. It just gets tricky dealing with money. And I will also say there's a teacher on our campus who sells food. And I have students, you know, ask to use the restroom from my class and then go to her class and come back with a bottle of water or a cup of noodles. And it's, um, she's not being disrespectful, but the students are abusing it and disrespecting my classroom time in order to go buy food because they, you know, I want them to eat, but I don't want them to lie to me and miss instructional minutes in order to go buy food from somebody else. Um, the cafeteria wouldn't let them do it. Right. Um, so when you just want to think about, um, the impact of those things and I'm not trying to be sanctimonious, it just is what it is. Um, so those are kind of your, um, surprise essentials as far as you're better to have it and not need it things. These are the things that kind of come out of, um, decades of experience. 
experience. Wow. Those magnet clips, and I link to them in my blog, those are amazing. I use them all the time and for everything. And um, many times you'll have groups come up to present a poster, and kids are physically incapable of holding a poster and presenting. They just don't know how to do it. And if you buy these little magnets in a $5 pack from Staples, um, they won't hold up the posters. And so it's really nice to have those on hand. I also will use them because they're heavy duty. If a student leaves like a sweater or something in my classroom, I just hook it onto the clip and I draw a big arrow on my whiteboard and I say, am I yours? Question mark. And it's usually claimed um, by the end of the day. Um, a vase. And I know I put on there like you might get flowers and you think I'm crazy, but there's a reason I put it in there. I've gotten flowers a couple of times, sometimes from like a parent, sometimes um, from a student, uh, which is which is always really nice. Um, or sometimes you just want to buy a bouquet of flowers to have to decorate your desk. So um, a vase is always nice. Um, my space heater is my favorite thing in my classroom. It is absolutely not permitted, <laughs> but um, the way that they do the thermostats in our school is that by law, fresh air has to circulate 15 minutes out of every hour. And so um, the district installed cheap thermostats that just pull in the air from outside. So when it's 32 degrees outside um, in the winter, it just pulls in cold air. And when it's a hundred degrees outside in the summer, it pulls in hot air. And the kids are like, why do you have the air conditioning on? I'm like, oh, I don't. It's just the cold air from outside. And I hate to be cold. So I have my little space heater that I keep under my desk. And, um, yeah, uh, you want to be really tricky with that, obviously, to make sure that you don't leave it on, but that's just basic responsibility. Um, the desk lamp is huge. I went years and years and years without getting one. And I linked to one on Amazon that looks awesome, but the one that I actually got was from Target. And it's like a little desk organizer lamp and it has a USB charging port on it so I can charge my phone. It has a place to kind of keep my phone and maybe some pens or pencils and it's cute. So it definitely makes me happy. Another good place to get some of this stuff, you guys, is Goodwill. Um, if you can find a thrift store because people get rid of this stuff all the time and you can pick it up really cheap and having a desk lamp is really important. You have to protect your eyes. Um, the crazy clothing items, again, from Goodwill um, or Party City, just invest in this once and you will get a ton of use out of them, whether it's crazy hair and dress day, even if you don't use them. Um, my One of my best friends who teaches right next door to me, she has an entire closet full of dress up stuff and she lends it to kids. And again, if, you have to think about your demographic, but if we have a crazy dress day and we have students who a high immigrant population and very varied SES, um, which is socioeconomic status in our school. So some kids come all decked out and others, you know, they have one sweatshirt they wear every day. They can't go drop eight bucks on something silly to wear for crazy dress day. So when she provides these things for them, she allows them to participate in the spirit of the school a little bit more. There's the other thing of students show up and they're like, no, I'm not going to dress up. And they show up and they see everybody doing it. And then they kind of regret it. And, and we want them to be connected to the school culture, right? Um, I also have a great game, which I listed in one of the blog posts called End the Year on a High Note. And it's called See the Real Me. And what you do is you have students come grab crazy items of clothing. You can give them a number or you can give them, just let them choose on their own. And then they come out dressed up and students ask questions that they have to answer. And you talk about high, medium, and low risk questions. But they want to be questions where the person is really revealing something about themselves that we didn't know that would help us to get to know them better. And um, with each question they answer, they take off one of those extra pieces of clothing until the real them is exposed. You can also do that one with toilet paper. Everybody goes around the room and grabs a certain, you know, as much toilet paper as they want. And for each square that they grab, 
grabbed. That's how many things about themselves they have to share, which is a really kind of a fun one, albeit a little bit wasteful, but it's less goofy if you're not about the crazy clothing. And then hot pockets, um, hot pockets or like uh, protein powder, because it's just tough when you forget your lunch. I forget my lunch all the time. So there's that. Uh, I have a wish, wish list on here too that talks about the things that you might need. So a projector, if you have that, or a document camera. Um, bookshelf. Bookshelf is really important. So see if you can pick one of those up because no matter what class you teach, having a little classroom library um, or even a place to store extra textbooks and stuff is really important. There was a Mind Shift article a couple weeks ago about how reading novels can improve students' math scores. And I will see if I can find it to link to it. But every subject area... Um, should be, you know, has some literacy standards with common core standards, um, at least in the four cores. And it's always great to tell a kid, Hey, grab a book. So go to the local used bookstore and fill it with stuff that you like. And it could be little kids stuff. It could be picture books. It could be, um, novels. Um, I let students borrow whatever they want off my shelves. Uh, I don't get a lot of it back. So I have to kind of restock every couple of years. So I wouldn't bring in things from your personal library if you were afraid they were going to walk away. Furniture is tricky. And if you go on Pinterest, you'll find so much, right? Um, I have a friend who, I don't know if he bought desks or if he got them from um, the district, but he has tables in his classrooms and he puts little plants on the tables and just set it up so that it's so much more friendly and welcoming and provides that collaborative atmosphere that he was looking for in his classroom. Um, you need a teacher desk. You need a chair that's comfy. You need a stool. Um, I really like having the lectern or the podium, um, partly for my own comfort, partly for students' comfort, and partly like sometimes you're not sure if you zipped your zipper all the way up. And so it's a nice way to check without standing in front of everybody. And then tables, whatever you can get your hands on and carts, things to store things, things to hold things. Like your classroom will not come together for the first few years. And if you're like me and a couple of my other colleagues, we are constantly rearranging our classrooms, depending on our class size, depending on our goals for that year, depending on the curriculum we're teaching. Um, and so you never know what kind of table you're going to need. Obviously, if you're in an art classroom or a science classroom or a PE class, these, these needs are going to be different, but you still will need some of these things. Um, I talked about the adjustable desk or a small table and a chair, and I do want to share, um, you will be evaluated by, um, your administrator at some point, or you'll have somebody come in and it's nice to have a real table and chair for them. Um, I had a coworker who observed me my first couple of years, who was just too large to fit into a desk. And I know when I was pregnant with my daughter, so was I. So, um, it was nice to have a table and chair on hand, um, when we would meet in other people's classrooms and stuff. And I just couldn't get into those desks. Um, but my second year teaching, uh, it was about six days into the school year. And there was a student who was on my roster, but hadn't attended. And the students kind of told me that this person um, had poor attendance and didn't really show up that much. So I was like, okay. So I kind of picked a desk in the back corner of the classroom and said, well, when the student gets here, that will be the desk. And lo and behold, on like the sixth day of school, and I think I was running behind and I, you know, had was just trying to like... Um, get into the heart of teaching and, and things weren't going well. I remember being frantic and in opens the door and in comes the student who was in a wheelchair and uh, the student had cerebral palsy and was in a wheelchair and was an awesome, awesome kid and incredibly bright, but I was not prepared in that moment because the chair in the back corner was, first of all, the student couldn't get to the back corner. Um, I didn't have anywhere 
for that day, the student sat in front of my door because I hadn't even created a pathway large enough for the student to get through. And obviously the office should have told me this. I called and I did tell them, I said, Hey, I really needed some heads up on this because I was not prepared. That was embarrassing for me. And I can't imagine it made the student feel very welcome. Although when I, when I followed up later, um, everything was okay. I also told the kids, I was like, no heads up here. When I said, this is that student's desk. Really? Um, but you just never know what you're, you're going to be in for. And so I share that kind of to say, um, it's always a good idea to have, to be prepared. And, and that's really what we're talking about, right? It's, it's about being prepared because the students who come into your classroom, uh, if you're teaching public school, they are legally required to be there. They didn't sign up for your class. They didn't ask to be there. They're legally required to be there because they happen to live near your school. Even if you're in private school or charter school, or if you're in like the fanciest schmanciest school in the world where the kids really do want to be there every single day, they have to like choose to be there or else they don't have to go. Um, you still want your classroom to be inviting and welcoming and accessible for all of your students. You want to have the materials on hand that you need. You don't want to be running out to Party City or Staples at 9.30 on a Thursday night so you have the materials you need for the next day. So um, I hope that this was a little bit helpful. Next week we'll talk about something a little bit more exciting, I promise. But start thinking about the things that you need. Start thinking about the lessons you're planning and uh, see how many of these items you can acquire on your own. And then let me know how it went. Uh, comment on the blog post or send me an email on the website, which is teachwithmetoday.com. Um, go to my Teachers Pay Teachers store. Um, you can download for free currently just the surprise essentials. That's the free download, but the whole packet with everything in it. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. I hope that you have a wonderful day and that you are prepared to begin the 1819 school year with great success. <music>